The healthcare industry has undergone transformational change in the past 10 years, especially as it relates to the implementation of technology. Even so, there's much more to do and many companies are out there doing it, but you don't know about them. At Intrepid Healthcare, our podcast will bring you the crazy ones, the rebels, the troublemakers, the ones who see things differently. The people that are crazy enough to think they can change the world in healthcare. So sit tight and enjoy as we tell the story of another thought leading trailblazer. Welcome back to Intrepid Healthcare. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation with another trailblazing innovator. We're going to get right to it today. We are rejoined by Sally Pobletti, CEO of Wealthy. Sally, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Joe. It's great to be back. Well, thanks for making the time once again to share what you guys are doing. Before we get into our discussion, could you remind the audience a little bit about you and your background? Sure thing. So I'm the founder and CEO of Wealthy, and Wealthy offers a modern e-commerce platform so that small businesses and individuals can find the best value affordable health insurance plan for them and their families. And prior to starting the company, I spent 20 years in the healthcare industry. Ten of those years, I actually spent within the insurance industry, specifically with a very large health insurance carrier. And so I'm taking all of the learnings from being in the industry and helping utilize that knowledge to simplify insurance for different people. Perfect. Well, we talked earlier in the year, but I really wanted to talk to you because it's an important time in the health plan calendar year. But before we do that, what has Wealthy been up to since we last talked in the early part of 2016? Again, thanks for having me back. Wealthy has been very busy with expanding our platform, our products, and customers that we serve since we last spoke. So specifically, we have expanded our platform to now include offering to the small business market. Previously, we were focused only on or started our focus on the individual under 65 consumer and their families looking for insurance. We then expanded to also include Medicare, so the over 65 individual population, and now very much excited to be helping small businesses, so those businesses with under 50 employees. In some states, that could include up to 100 employees, but for the most part, those small businesses who love their teams, love their employees, but sometimes it's, you know, hard to balance their budget, and they're always trying to find ways to save and we to offer more affordable coverage for their employees. Right. Well, we are running right up on the open enrollment period. What can consumers expect from the open enrollment period this year? So I think that there's been a lot of news in the open enrollment cycle about, at least in the individual market, certain carriers deciding not to offer their plans anymore. So I think that there is something to keep in mind there about ensuring, again, that consumers should shop during this open enrollment season. They should not just assume that the plan that they had last year will be available again, more that they should continue in that same plan, but really use this as an opportunity to take a look at all of the options that are available in your market, look at the healthcare needs that you as a consumer and your family might have for the upcoming year, and then consider whether that still is the right plan based on the network, based on the list of prescription drugs that are covered, and certainly the 
of cost share or what a consumer would have to pay for services. So definitely shop around. And I think the other piece is this is a great time to really get to know the benefits that you have, not to forget primary care visits, preventive care visits that are included in the plan and other value-added services that insurance companies are adding to ensure that their members, their individual customers stay healthy and not just focus on the coverage for when you are sick. So I'm going to throw you a little curveball here. I have printed out in front of me an article from a local paper here in Alabama, rates for some Obamacare plans to increase by 36%. Well, that's the headline. That's for the gold plan. They'll increase their rates by 36% next year. My family's in the bronze plan, which is going to go up 23%. It went up 28% last year. And on top of that, my wife turned 50 last year, so our plan went up 50%. And I turned 50 this year, so I'm expecting we'll see similar rate increases. The problem is United and Humana announced they're getting out of the state of Alabama, so people in Alabama only really have one choice. Are you seeing similar type rates and defections of companies across the country? Yeah, Joe, thank you so much for asking that. And I think that that is certainly quite a high increase in premiums. So definitely understand the concern. I think it's helpful to unpack that a little bit and just broadly speaking, understand or explain for all of the listeners out there just kind of what goes into the prices and how these prices are determined. And while I'm not working for an insurance company, this is just sharing some of the general processes in terms of determining premiums. And part of that is that the healthcare costs for the consumers who purchased the plan last year for many parts of the country have increased, increased relative to or more than the premiums that have been collected. So in that situation, obviously insurance companies need to figure out a way to cover the cost for providing the services. That's generally why they then increase their rates for the following year in anticipation of higher healthcare costs. That's number of times that really consumers go to the doctor, how much money is spent on prescription drugs, how much money is spent on hospitalizations and so forth. So I think that's one aspect to consider. And then the other, with regards to health insurance companies in Alabama, as you pointed out, some of them are reconsidering the markets that they are going to be offering coverage in this coming year. And I think that that is a function of the first point about managing healthcare costs. I do believe that over time, the market will stabilize as the demand for healthcare services also stabilizes and that over time, if not this year, then the following year, insurance companies will come back and offer plans, hopefully in the in your state of Alabama, but also in other states as well. So I think we are in a period of transition, and I think the industry, sure, industry, as well as uh, collectively working with CMS in terms of setting policy and working with provider partners to come together, and, and I think everyone realizes that at the end of the day, insurance needs to be more affordable for consumers, and I think these different stakeholders are committed to helping achieve that. Perfect. Thank you for that good explanation. And I hope you're right. I hope this is a blip on the radar screen. Certainly, I will go self-insured next year, even if I have to pay a penalty, if there's another 50% increase. It's just not something that's sustainable to my cost structure or my income. And I know I'm in a unique circumstance turning 50 this year, but I don't know how we could expect that people in my 
shoes with these kind of increases could sustain year after year the same type of increases. So hopefully it is a blip on the radar screen. Yeah, and Joe, if I could just add one more thing, and this may not apply to you, but just for, again, the other listeners out there, a significant portion of the population do qualify for advanced premium tax credits or subsidies from the government to help pay for health insurance. So in the past years, this has trended to be around 85% of all of the buyers have gotten some kind of financial assistance. So I would urge, again, the listeners out there to not forget that so that if your income falls within the threshold of being eligible, certainly apply for that. And I think that in many cases, it's been quite helpful for consumers to be able to help for for the cost of insurance. Great. Thanks for that added information. Perfect. Let's move on. How can the digital shopping experience for consumers in regards to shopping for their health plans, how can that be made better? I think that in all aspects of our economy, you and I and all consumers in general are really used to simple, convenient, and transparent ways to shop, be it through our mobile phone, be it through even our laptop or tablets. But predominantly, it's the experience of having clarity, having more transparency, and being able to do that on the go or whenever and wherever we want to shop. I think that that is the movement that is also happening in health insurance. That's really exciting to see companies like us, also the government in terms of healthcare.gov, but also other insurance companies are all working towards making the process simpler for people. So I think that that's a great thing. I will also just put a plug for insurance brokers who, although they are actual, the human experts that are there to help guide both businesses and consumers in the process. I think that technology alone doesn't solve for all of the questions and all of the advice and guidance that is needed by consumers and businesses. So technology plays a very important role, but I'd also still recommend reaching out to an insurance broker to help you navigate all of the choices that you might have in purchasing business insurance and individual ones. Great. And how is Wealthy helping in improve this digital shopping experience? In a number of ways. One, it is to focus on the best-in-class user experience for consumers, so helping understand the profile of who is buying and then making a recommendation for the most affordable plan for them. It is using advanced algorithms to distill different rules from healthcare, from the regulatory and policy realm on the federal government, state government, and so forth to really make the recommendations as personalized as possible. And then thirdly, it is to focus on education, to focus on it isn't just about the shopping transaction, but our goal is really to help improve healthcare literacy for our consumers, to help them understand the plans that they are buying and the different aspects to the plan, such as the network and the list of drugs and the benefits that they are purchasing. Great. Sally, what are the largest groups of uninsured and how can health plans or brokers reach out to those people effectively? So first and foremost, I think we need to celebrate that the total number of uninsured in the U.S. has declined dramatically. I think more than 20 plus million people who are uninsured, that is a dramatic decrease from what was in the 40 million range just several years ago. So the Affordable Care Act has improved the uninsured rate in the country and has increased the access to insurance. It's a great thing. However, there's still millions and millions of people that are looking for insurance. So that includes younger people, millennials, who may not 
think that they need insurance after all because they're young and healthy. And that also includes a lot of our immigrant population or folks who are harder to reach because they're not aware that the Affordable Care Act and the insurance is something that they can qualify for and, and afford. And then third, I think what's really interesting is that there's a whole lot of working uninsured that is still out there. Mostly these people are working part-time or working for a small business where the small business is unable to offer health insurance just given the expense of offering coverage. And so a big part of what Wealthy is doing is focusing on that population of the working uninsured, focusing on educating small businesses that they can help their employees by letting them know that individual insurance options are available should that business not be able to offer a group subsidized kind of plan. Sally, what are you seeing as some of the challenges and opportunities for health plans as we make this move towards the retailization of health insurance? Yeah, Joe, I think the insurance industry, so both insurance carriers and brokers alike, I think that first, I think there's a realization that the retailization of insurance is here. But I think I would say that the adoption of technology needs to still be top of mind and front and center in the agenda of the leadership teams within insurance brokerages as well as insurance carriers because, again, back to the expectation of our customers, both, you know, the millennials and Gen, Gen X, but, but really all consumers of all ages and segments are expecting digital, transparent, simple, and convenient experiences as they relate to health insurance. So I think that needs to continue to be emphasized with the leadership teams. I think the other one is to, you know, as a way to build trust, it is helping educate our end customers about the value that the insurance is bringing. And then third is really to drive more simplicity in the process, both in the way customer service is delivered, the way in which claims are paid, but all of the day-to-day processes and where consumers deal with their insurance companies. I think it's a long road ahead because it's a lot of processes and many of them still very manual, but I think that it is really the worthwhile goal to help increase trust and adoption and value in innovation in the insurance industry. Great. And finally, Sally, what's next for Wealthy? What have you planned as we head into 2017? Yeah, Joe, we're really excited about the progress we've made in 2016 and are very optimistic and excited about plans for 2017. So for us, 2017 is about a national expansion. It is going into multiple markets covering the country by sometime in the next two years. So we're rapidly expanding and and offering our platform to different customers across the country now, and uh, we'll continue to do that. It's exciting to meet and learn from and serve customers from different parts of the country because everyone's so different. So we'll hopefully get Alabama very soon. I think the other is ongoing partnerships. So we are partnering that, as I said, not only with insurance companies as we have done in the past, but also with insurance brokers who are realizing that, again, and they need to modernize their processes in order to better serve their customers. And it's great to partner with them. It's great to partner with retailers, hospitals, and banks, all trying to figure out a way in which they can also extend their brand into the insurance market. Last but not least, it's about growing our team as obviously we need to grow our team in order to serve the growing number of customers that we have. All right. And I want to encourage everybody right now, go to 
W-E-L-L-T-H-I-E.com. Bookmark the site. Learn more about the great things Sally and her team are doing and keep up with them over time as there's new great stuff coming out all the time. Sally, it was so great to have you. Thanks for stopping by once again, sharing the great plans you have and your great wisdom with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Joe. Uh, Thanks for having me. Have a great day. You too. That wraps this broadcast. On behalf of our guests, Sally Pavletti, I'm Joe Lavelle, and we'll see you soon on Intrepid Healthcare.